Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 Pirates Trade Deadline Show on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. We got all kinds of news to break down, Tyler. I don't know if we have enough time. First pitch tonight, yeah. we got the Pirates and Brewers coming up. It only gives us about an hour. I don't know how we're going to pull it off. Yeah, I'm know. sure we'll fill, the, we'll fill the dead air. Big night. So which trade do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the Quintana trade, or do you want to end with a Quintana trade? What about the one where they threw Chris Stratton in for fun? So the Cantana trade. <laughs> yeah, let's go there. Let's just talk in general. Can we just... It's, how do you it, feel? Not, it's I mean, not over. The, the deadline is past. Six o'clock was the deadline today. However, as we all know, things can come through. You know, it is MLB. It's an old man's game. I'm sure a lot of faxes are still coming through and such. So maybe something will break. However, this lineup suggests maybe not. Yeah. Um, I don't quite know how to feel. I think if you follow me on Twitter, you would think I'm one of the angriest people in the world about this deadline. You're just an angry person just, in general. That, and that's also just being tired of the state of this organization. Deadline-wise, I don't really like what happened. Um, I guess positives as of right now at 6.08 on trade deadline day, Brian Reynolds is still a Pittsburgh Pirate. Um, I guess I will take that as a win today. Aside from that, I'm not thrilled. But I'm not overly upset. That's probably the best way to put it. I don't think there's a whole lot of outrage you can truly have. It's not as if the Pirates, who's a pretty pathetic team right now, to be honest, doesn't have a lot of pieces to trade off to, to garnish a whole lot of a return. I mean, the piece that you're looking at is like a Ben Gamble, right? Maybe a Marisnik, who's also injured right now. Like, you're not getting a whole lot in return for them. Q, Quintana was your biggest trade chip. He was traded. After that, unless you got creative and, you know, like it used to like a Reynolds was traded or a Bednar was traded, maybe even Will Crow, something like that. But, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that they could really trade to get much in return. It's just the fact that it was Jose Quintana, at least to this point as we're live, that was traded. And that's it. That's that's it. As far as trades go, and Chris Stratton, sorry, and Chris Stratton involved in that trade, which we'll talk about. Yeah, I mean, you look down the roster. There wasn't much to really deal we all know that you weren't getting a haul for what's on this team. And I guess one slight positive I can look into is that they didn't sell off guys that are controllable. So maybe if you squint really hard, Ben Sherrington thinks the window is coming sooner than we might think he does. 
Like if I squint hard enough, maybe I can talk myself into that. Um, it's just kind of a, I don't know, boring deadline. It's just boring. For Pirates' sake. Yeah, I mean, very... If you're a Padres fan, it's fantastic. I mean, it was just uninspiring from Sherrington, I think, and it is what it is. It's kind of rum that. And by the way, this kind of coming in through, not that it really directs, the director relates to the Pirates and such, but Ken Rosenthal reporting that the Cubs are not trading Contreras and Hap. That's kind of interesting. Now that would make me mad if I was a Cubs fan. Like, do something. Unless... Now, hold on. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. From the person who's arguing about keeping Quintana... I don't like Contreras. I just don't like Contreras. Okay. Okay. But maybe the Cubs do, and they're going to try to work out something with him. They probably won't. We'll see. They're broke. They're staying put. They are broke. They're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as it stands right now, I'm still not seeing anything come through. Or the parts. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, I, I like to put it, it was just kind of uninspiring. I mean, it's it's the SpongeBob meme, right? When you're standing outside seeing everyone else play and you're not. But again, it's not as if this was going to be event changing this trade deadline. It wasn't as if it was going to change the culture or, or change the course of this Pirates rebuild. It was there to, to possibly get something, right? Add some pieces or such. And all you have is a Katana deal and that's that's basically it. Um, as it was pointed out here, Mike in Illinois, I mean, this is actually what I'm more pissed off about. The trade the trade deadline came and go, okay, okay, a bit. But the fact that Josh Van Meter is in the starting lineup tonight, I'm more pissed off at that. That's what I want to argue about. But we won't. This is the deadline deal. <laughs> but that's what I'm pissed off at. I just don't understand what the roster turnover that Sherrington was referring to. What the hell was he talking about? Like, I don't know. You trying, what were you showcasing with Van Meter and Yoshi? Well, first off, we knew what? that was happening. But but second off, we doing? talked about the roster turnover. And the guy, and again, so the, one of the guys we're going to talk about that got in the Katana deal, he's down in double A. <laughs> so <laughs> Holderman, now Holderman's coming up. So I guess we're getting going to see him for the first time finally. But it's just funny that. Yes, this roster turnover. You're going to see things much different after the deadline. And there's Josh Vameter starting at first base. With his, like, 150 batting average. If he's lucky. And, good Lord, the freaking Nationals get more for Josh Bell than the Pirates did for him. Pathetic. <laughs> did you see there that haul the, the Padres gave up for Josh Bell? All those prospects and, people and Mackenzie Twitter. Gore? My mentions are a cesspool. I love that troll job. (laughs) Twitter's been around for like 15 years. How do people not get it yet? Yeah, I know. Anyhow, it's funny. (laughs) All right. So we want to talk about the Katana deal. Yeah, let's just let's just get this over with. All right. I the thing is, I think all of this has already been hashed out. But now we're just going to say it in voice. Yeah, for sure. I think we give more opinions on it too. Um, But I guess let's talk. First off, we heard the rumors that Quintana was being sent to the Cardinals. Then it was confirmed that he was sent to the Cardinals. 
didn't know the return, which I said last night was like the most pirates, like the most fitting for a pirates fan base in the world. Because even as today, like you saw when there's trade rumors, you're hearing of potential packages. Maybe it's not released right away, but like in a minute you see the package. And of course, pirate fans had to sit there and wait. It's, it's a deal. It's a trade. And we didn't know for like what, 30 minutes until like the return was. We didn't know the full trade until about four hours later. Well, the full trade, but even like <laughs> pieces that were coming back. Yeah, it was a while. <laughs> I mean, that was like 30 minutes until you even heard of a prospect. So started digging into them. What is your take? Well, I guess maybe we should name the prospect. So they got <laughs> Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez back. Um, Nunez was slated as the number 10 prospect for the Cardinals at the time. Uh, which, by the according way, now to MLB pipeline. According yes, to everywhere say, else, he's much further down. And according to pipeline now as well, he's number eleven in the Pirates. That just yeah. doesn't seem right no. based on a lot of things you're seeing. And based, and no. the thing is too, like the Pirates, they do have a deep farm system, so that just doesn't seem right to me at all. No, but most people are saying about twenty-five to fifty range. Yeah, I think Fangraphs had him at eighteen. He slotted in like 28-ish for the Pirates, somewhere in that ballpark. And okay. I don't know about Baseball America. Yeah. Plus, they only go to 30. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't think there's updated yet either. I had theirs up. Um, but anyways, so those are the two guys that came in return. Uh, Oviedo mm -hmm. has pitched in the majors. Um, as 38. As... Sorry, Jeff corrected me. Okay, 30. off by 10. <laughs> So about the Marcano range. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So Oviedo has pitched in the majors so far this year as a 24-year-old, basically in relief, 25.1 innings pitched, 3.2 ERA. Um, decent stuff, right? Decent stuff. And Terrific uh, slider. Terrific slider. Horrific control. He's not a starter. Quite a failure as a starter. So what are the pirates going to do? They're going to start him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's. We'll rewind and get back to the beginning. Traded for Nunez and Oviedo. What's your spin on Nunez? Because I know we've discussed. He seems to be the one that more people are intrigued about in this trade, and the numbers. If you just look at them without digging any deeper, they look great. I mean, I'll give you the floor. You're the one who really dived into him. I mean, when this trade came out, I was really looking at Oviedo, and I think you took the other route, went into Nunez. So you're you're spewing facts to us in our group chat. So why don't you go ahead and, and talk about Nunez? Yeah. Um, so obviously the 17 home runs that he's hitting double A with the God, the Cardinals. I almost said Phillies. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Fangrass, I believe, has him at like a 60 raw power. There's definitely pop in the back. 16 of those home runs come at home, where I think if you just look on Twitter, everyone's broken down how small the park is for the Cardinals. He's also a guy, he's 5'11". I don't remember the exact weight, probably about 220. Kind of positionless, corner infielder. Really, everywhere seems to look at him as more of a 
DH type of role, maybe first base. But the big thing is the guy can did not hit away from the home, his home ballpark this year. His slugging percentage was atrocious. He had a 663 OPS away from home this year. Oh, we got something coming. Something. Not to interrupt you here, but yes, from Jason Mackey. So he says, Pirates have something that is definitely on the small side coming, I'm told, but for all intents and purposes, they're done. Well, I'm sure we'll get that soon. Uh, back, back to Nunez. I mean, the pops there hasn't really shown it away from that ballpark. I think when you park adjust him, he's basically a average hitter. I'm not really that intrigued by him. He's really probably just a bench bat, a platoon DH, a guy that doesn't hit right as well, and he's on the bad side of a platoon, which makes him far less intriguing to me than a lot of people seem to think he is. So f- as Barb would say on Shark Tank, for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> you did not just go Shark Tank. That's just going to lead to everyone saying Mark Cuban by the team. <laughs> uh, that's kind of where I'm at with you. It's one of those things, like you say, when you look, and, and the thing is too, like it stands out this year, like the home runs already is almost double like his his total from in his career. I mean, as a 17-year-old in 2018, he hit 13 home runs. Uh, last year, he hit nine in total. Um, and then this year he's already at 17 in double A. So like he's already surpassed and almost double like his, his high, you know, so far in the year, probably will double his 2018 rookie numbers, but you're right. Like when you first see and stand out and says, Oh wow, like there's a power corner guy. That's intriguing. Double a still kind of young 21. Right. But I'm with you when you kind of break it down. He, he kind of s- seems like a platoon guy. And it's funny, Jim's the one to put out there. I don't even know where Jim got it, but he tweeted out there. And like the comp was Daniel Vogelbach back. I say Bach, I don't care. Daniel Vogelbach. And that's kind of cool. But then again, like you're saying, but it's the, he hits lefties, not righties. So he's like a platoon DH, which you just saw you don't get much in return. Not that valuable. And he's on the opposite side of it. So it kind of puts a damper on things. Now, again, there are scouts. This is the guy that they potentially right. They got, you know, and it's like, hey, maybe, maybe they see something in him. I mean, we poo-pooed Marcano. We didn't like it. There's something they saw in him. They've been trying to go after him. And even yeah, though I'm not we were, a we firm were right about believer, Marcano. Well, I'm gonna say, even though I'm, I'm not a firm believer in Marcano, he has performed much better so far this year of recent. Verdict's still out on him, but maybe there's just something in this kid that they see. That's not translating right now, but I'm not that inspired by him. Yeah, I mean, we kind of poo-pooed on Jack Sawinski. And I think Jack Sawinski. Fourth outfielder. I just kind of thought he was organizational depth at that point. You go back to Brian Reynolds. I probably have tweets out there calling him a fourth outfielder and just crapping all over that trade. But to Reynolds, at least I don't think I'm wrong on this one, though. Reynolds performed everywhere. Again, like he didn't bat under 300 and ever, ever until that down year he had. So, like, at least he always had performance. It was the opposite. The scouts didn't really buy into him, but he always performed. Um, So, not so much here. And and again, this is like his best season so far you're seeing from him. And, And right, the splits are 17 home runs at home, one away. Like that. 
that big of a disparity is kind of like alarming. That's eye-opening right there. Why? And like you said, when you go to the park and you kind of could understand why, maybe this doesn't translate. Maybe this isn't a guy who really is like a 17 home run guy. So maybe back off a little on this power. And like you said, then of course he's hitting lefties basically. So like, it just seems like he's a corner platoon guy. Now, mind you, Quintana, he's a rental. He's, he's not a stud. He's pitching fair. You know, like I don't think for the people that were on board that you're going to get a top 100 back for Jose Quintana. I think you should have tampered those expectations for one. And this kind of proves that. Yeah, there are some reports out there about Nunez having a good arm, possibly being able to go out and play in the outfield. I think I don't know that the body type's really going to work that well for that, especially in PNC Park. Um, but if that becomes an option, maybe he becomes more valuable. I, the real value in this trade truthfully comes from Oviedo to me. And it's all going to depend on how the Pirates handle him, in my opinion. Yeah. Which I think they're kind of uh, going down a bad path with him already. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. that They had to get their hands on him, Tyler. It's it's the the phrase, I guess, this year in their acquisitions. They got to get their hands on the pitchers. Dear Lord, so, did you not scout them? The, well, that's the other thing, too. Um Drecker's one reported and said that this was the guy that they actually were looking into signing internationally. This is the guy they have scouted for quite a bit. And it's the same scouting department. They would have go back to, I believe, that's, Huntington, but that's it's the true. same scouting department. Yep. They have not overhauled it. So you would think, right, like they definitely have some. But again, we, we got to get our hands on them. We got to get our hands on these guys and find out what they are. So he's going to go to double A now, just as if Holderman went to triple A so they can get her, their hands on him that's, and figure out. Thought Oviedo was going to triple A. Or did I misread? Oh, you know what? You're probably right. It's probably Nunez went to Altoona. Yeah, Nunez went to Altoona. Oviedo went to triple A. You're probably right. I think, uh, yep, Oviedo went to triple A. My bad. Nunez went to double A, which makes sense. So, um, so I'm with you. I think like there's more upside. Maybe it's just because there's still the unknown to Nunez. I think Oviedo just kind of is what he is. He's safe. He's in the bullpen. I think he's a bullpen pitcher, not a starter. I mean, I guess they're in a situation right now where it's it's the Pirates and they're bad, and let's just maybe try to find out if he can be a starter. Um, but I think he's obviously ultimately a, a reliever. Probably not a high end, like leverage reliever either, but it's a reliever. Like They're building a bullpen. They got Holderman. They get this guy. You already got Crow. You already got Bednar, right? Um, so it's safe. He's going to be on the Pirates. He's got years of control. Nunez has that potential of um, maybe a higher ceiling. It's just I doubt he will get there. So where I'm at with it, I, I obviously, from what I've said, I'm not a believer in Nunez. To me, if you can get a few really solid years out of Oviedo in the bullpen, the trade's really worth it. Because we're talking about two months with Jose Quintana. When I take off my rose-colored glasses where I just want to watch the team be relevant for, well, not even relevant, just watchable for a few months. If it's 2024 and Oviedo's out there throwing the seventh inning when the Pirates are good, it's probably worth it. To me, he's the piece that really could make this trade 
not something to make me want to gouge my eyes out. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Even though I think he's the safer one, his floor is like he's there. He's arrived. He's in the majors, and I think he's a mainstay of the majors. Just depends on what his role is. Nunez, we have no clue if he'll get there and what he'll be. Um, we've had people throw comps at us that hasn't been too pleasing. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, that guy made the majors, but <laughs> he's in Japan, I think, now. But either way, Jose Ozuna. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm not too high on him, but we'll find out. He's still young. Maybe there's some development that can still be made. Um, but right, with with uh, Oviedo, he kind of is just, like you said, this ladder's fantastic. But after that, it's just a lot of meh. So, and it's funny, um, Anthony put it in here. Where is it at? Talking about the two-seamer. So what, um, here it is. Yeah, so what I say last night, I was like, well, he, he throws the four-seamer, throws a sinker, he doesn't throw a two-seamer. So they're going to teach him how to throw the two-seamer and fix him. I don't know if that's going to do it for him, but uh, he doesn't throw a two-seamer. And the way the yeah. power's been going right now, <laughs> it's like two-seam revolution again. Maybe that's what the, maybe that's what they get their hands on him for. He needs to learn how to throw strikes. There you go. Yes. No Can we get to the reason why I hate this trade? So let's do it. So the fourth hour came out. And we found out the trade wasn't done. Tyler, they had to sweeten the deal because <laughs> this low upside deal wasn't enough as it was. They had to also throw in Chris Stratton. Um, I kind of I've I've been saying my piece on Stratton for most of the year. I said a little bit last night. I mean, I'll kind of give you the floor. I think I mean that's where you went to. I hate this. So tell us why. <laughs> Just Jim. Is <laughs> I don't know if that's real, but <laughs> I hope not. Blue Jays 13's official. <laughs> no, nope, it's real. Persec just tweeted it. Oh God. I'm gonna so be Pirates, honest. I don't know who that human is. The Pirates threw cash to the Blue Jays for Jeremy Beasley. He is in triple A. He is a reliever. And Fangraphs is apparently overloaded right now. Because it is not working for me. So clearly he made his debut in 2020. <laughs> because it's not loading for me either, but I see the 2020 to 2022. So he's been in the MLB. Yeah, he's 26 years old. So he made his MLB debut in 2020. Um, I mean, clearly the Blue Jays, they made a lot of moves today pitching um special relievers probably a guy they don't need charrington's very familiar with the blue jays organization and so he's pitching the mlb this year 15 innings got a 4.8 era but in triple a this year 38 innings 1.889 15 innings in the majors this year 11.4 case per nine and three walks per nine yep he does i so, mean he historically sure. he does strike out a lot of guys, walks a lot of guys. Whatever. Whatever. It's just another hoarding project by Ben Sherryton. Yeah. At some point, you got to give up on some of these dudes. Someone needs to submit him to hoarders. 
He needs to be on that show. Right. Okay. Chris Stratton. All right. We're not going to talk much about this trade because it's really nothing. Yeah, I don't care. So Stratton, tell us. Yep. Would you say the fourth hour or the what, what's the phrase? yeah on the fourth hour the Christian and was involved right and we found yeah. that out from a Cardinals beat writer who said yeah. whoa 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 sources say there's actually Christian being involved in this also because as you said the Pirates really had to throw a sweetener into this bad boy and what I said was the people that are praising this trade because of Oviedo's success this year are discounting Stratton because he's had a poor results wise year. Chris Stratton's been pretty good for two years and they're throwing it all out the window because he's had a poor results driven 2022. All the underlying numbers are there. I'm not saying he's going to turn it around, but he probably will now that he's outside this organization because that just seems to happen. But the big thing about this to me is that they just didn't move him last year. If they're going to do something like this. His value was there last year. I'm not saying you could have got really anything that great, but they also traded Austin Davis for Michael Chavis. Ooh, that rhymes. I just noticed it. Look at you. Instead, they just tossed him as a throw-in in a deal for another reliever and a bench bat. Hopefully. I, yeah, a hopeful bench bat. And I know people don't like Stratton. There's stuff there to like about him. He's far, in a way, the least of the problems of this bullpen. He's a fine little reliever right now, and if he figures it out, he would have had value for you, which he did figure it out last year, and he still has another year of control, doesn't he, if I'm remembering correctly? So, one, you screwed up not trading him last year. Two, you trade him at his lowest value when all of his underlying no- numbers show that he's probably better than what he's shown. And three, you just tossed him into a deal for nothing. Right. They just, three for three, love it. <laughs> Great job. That's like where I'm at. I've been saying for the longest, and I, I know Jim was on it too. I feel like I lasted maybe a little bit longer, but if so, maybe like a, a week. But it was like, listen, like Chris Stratton, the results, like everything you said is, is exactly what it is. Like the results aren't there, but everything else is pretty much lining up where, like he's been doing all year. And it really wasn't until like, I swear, like a week and a half ago when I was kind of like, you know what? Like maybe it just isn't. Maybe all relievers, like they all have a shelf life. And that's why I feel like you and I, especially more than maybe Jim on this show, are more inclined of trade relievers when they're at a peak. <clears throat> which I know is why you and I had a legit argument for like a Benard trade this year, especially if you're not winning. And clearly the intention wasn't to win this year, and it's clearly not for next year either when, you know, Stratton's in the last year. So it's kind of like you're saying, like, so why didn't you capitalize last year on it? Um, so there, there's, to go to your point on that, like they should have just went last year and traded him. So they would have got some value. And But back to this year, maybe he's just done. Maybe he is done. I'm falling more in line with that. But he still has some crazy movement. And he still has, like, he's still in the 100 percentile, basically, for, like, his spin rate. And, like, that hasn't gone away. And he's one of those guys, just like you're saying. Like, I'm 
over him in the sense of trying to stick up for him. Maybe he just is what he is and we can move forward and it's a bad season. But it's a guy that I'm fearful he goes somewhere else and it's a tweak here and there and he becomes a good pitcher again. And that's why I felt like you didn't need to add, like you did not need to add him for a sweetener. Like he should have easily been able to go in his own separate trade to just get something else for whatever it was, which by the way, isn't going to be international money. I've been, I've been telling that for a bit of time. I found out today. So thanks Ethan. Actually thanks bucks in the basement for pointing out to me what Ethan told them as well. Um, yeah, they can't, you can't trade international money again. So, and that's why I haven't seen any even trade but I just didn't see a reason why you had to add a sweetener to this deal to begin with. Yeah. They probably could have just moved Stratton on his own. We watched him trade Clay Holmes last year and Clay Holmes was terrible. I know what he turned into. He was awful. He just needed a little tweak, right? Exactly. And Chris Stratton is a guy that has kind of shown a little tweak and he might be an effective reliever again. I would have preferred to hang on to him and figure it out with him. But if you're going to trade him, the way they did it is what is obnoxious to me. Like, I'm, I'm with you. It, it all comes down. Again, the trade is just uninspiring, but it's Jose Quintana. Like, you have to understand what it is. It seemed like a fair trade. You know, when it came, I think my thing, too, was like, eh, meh. You know, like, there's not a whole lot of upside to it. But it's a guy who's in the majors now, another piece. It's it's a fair deal. It wasn't a Carter Bins, you know, as we were kind of fearful for that. This guy's never going to make the majors, which Carter Bins probably isn't going to. You know, at least we know this guy's in the majors already. He's there. Now the quality of a player he'll be, probably very minimal, but at least he's there. Um, so again, I don't think you needed to add, like, how could you not pull off that trade without a Stratton? Like it's still Jose Quintana is performing. Sorry, I was just reading the comments. Oh, yeah, it. I just don't understand exactly why he needed to be tossed into that deal. It just it doesn't make sense to me. They just completely fumbled the entire Chris Stratton situation. And I know we're on here talking about Chris Stratton. It's probably the least important thing of all time. To like, be honest, this is overreaction. Because yeah, in the big it, picture, it, it is, is just Chris Stratton. But it was just Clay Holmes. And we were touting that as a great deal. This one, you know what? Reverse psychology, baby. There it Chris is. Chris Stratton's going to go suck. <laughs> and again, I understand that's a bit of an overreaction because in the big picture, it is just Chris Stratton. It just, I, I don't see why you couldn't do this deal with Quintana alone and then try to find some side for Stratton. I, I mean, hell, again, like we keep going back to that. Davis brought in Chavis, right? <laughs> like, I understand you can't have a team full of Chavises. That's why also, like, I wasn't a big proponent on like Anduar because everyone's saying, Anduar, get Anduar because he could be like Chavis. And it's like, well, you don't need. 26 Chavises on your team. Like right. you don't want that. Like you already have a Chavis. So don't get another one. We need better players. Inspire to do better than Michael Chavis going forward. But uh hey, just some flyer, just some single A flyer to to go on since of course now you're not getting international dollars. But that kind of is what it is. That was the deal. 
uh, overall, even with Stratton, it's not that I hate it. It's just I'm kind of puzzled by it. But it's not terrible. I don't think it's great. There was no like fleece job. There was no wow, like we got that for Quintana. It was just a it, it's a trade and it benefits the Pirates. Um, I will say this though, like the one things we've talked about and harped on is how easy it is to build a bullpen. That's what the Pirates haven't had. They're getting that. They are. We'll see. It's it's coming. <laughs> it's yeah, and we'll talk about it at a later date, but I just don't love the way they're going about it. I don't like giving up real players for relievers. I, I understand that, but Vogelbach still is a platoon DH also. I, I mean, for the people that are out there saying, hey, let's buy prospects, it's ultimately what they did. They purchased Quintana. They purchased Vogelbach. They flipped them for you, useful. Now, you can determine the quality of use though they are, right? But they flipped them for useful people for when they're actually going to compete. Anthony asked a terrific question. I don't Nunez. know the answer to that one. I would probably <laughs> say Nunez because he can play more than first base as of now, but any of the strikeout numbers aren't there. I simply say Malcolm Nunez could be a lefty platoon DH. Mason Martin, I don't feel, has a future in baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or facing lefties, yeah, with him, though, but. Like, I don't feel Mason Martin has a future in baseball. Uh, you and I and Jim, of course, like we've all been, you want to see it, but we're very doubtful because of the profile that he provides. Like, I just don't see that translating. And this year in AAA was, I mean, it's exposed to a heightened level that I just don't believe it. So even if we're poo-pooing on Nunez that he has minimal value in this, I think that value is tremendously higher than what Mason Martin could and will provide. Yeah. Now, I think Martin has the higher ceiling. I mean, theoretically, like if he could do the one thing, which is cut the strikeouts, like he could be a 30, 40 home run guy in the majors. And that's incredibly valuable, even if you're a 180 hitter. <laughs> I mean, Joey Gallo, I know, is created by the Yankees, but like they got an actual return for that. Yeah. But he still sucks. So not Joey right. Gallo, Mason Martin. Right. Joey Gallo would have been like the Pirates trade for Joey Gallo. He would have been like the second best player in his team. Well, yeah. Well, maybe third. <laughs> he would have been the second best hitter on this team. Third. He would have been the second best hitter on this team. Reynolds, Jason Delay, Joey Gallo. <laughs> there. There. You got me. <laughs> Checkmate. Right. <laughs> But anyways, uh, it is a good. That's a very good question, and uh, that's that's where I'm at. Like I feel Nunez, even with his limited capabilities, that's why it's just simply because I have zero faith anymore in Mason Martin. No, I and I think Nunez had probably a better future as a major leaguer before the universal DH. Truthfully, because the bench bats kind of just died, like a pinch hit roll is kind of dead now. I think he had a better chance without the DH, which is weird. Because he's on the wrong side of a platoon of a DH. Right. He could have, like, I don't know, not a Matt Stairs career, but he could have been a bench bat. I could play some corner places. Yeah. Now he's just kind of a chubby guy that could play on the wrong side of a platoon. Right. 
Well, there's nothing else to talk about. Here we are, 35 minutes talking about just the Jose Quintana deal. I told you. Uh, I wish there was, but Gamble's here. I mean, Dylan Peters is still here. Chase DeYoung's still here. More career at bats. Malcolm Munoz or Josh Van Meter. Van Meter. Josh Van Meter is going to be here when Nunez is coming up. He's in the lineup tonight again. Going back to what Mike in Illinois said, like the DFA should be here. Dude, we gotta have a normal like North Shore Night Live. We'll get one. But uh yeah, Yoshi still the pirates currently. Van Meter still the pirates currently. So it's not even I mean, you knew they were gonna trade them. There's nobody's gonna take on a, them for a trade. But there's not even like DFA even. They're still here. They're still here. Yep. Yep. And playing. What and and starting, right? Thank God at least Van Meter's batting what eighth tonight? Maybe seventh. At least he's not batting lead off or second or clean up. All right. Should we get out of here? Yeah. Spend 40 minutes talking about one trade. That yeah. really doesn't move the needle whatsoever. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew nothing was going to unless there was a Bednar or Reynolds trade or against maybe a crow or something else. But yeah. anyways, last words, Tyler. Come back tonight. We'll got the post game show me and Cody. There you go. Cody will make his debut doing the post game with you. I'm sure I'll be about eight beers deeper by then. Mm, probably more. How about three beers for every strikeout from Josh Van Meter? I don't have that in me. <laughs> uh, Corbin Burns, I need you to get eight plus strikeouts tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys in like four hours. Thanks for watching. See you later. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts.